Go. All right. Welcome to We Only Talk Hockey. I'm Shane, and with me, as always, is Mike. Um, we're going to dive into the Golden Knights series, Golden Knights Canadian series, and then afterward, the Islanders and Lightning series. Um, so, I guess to start off, the series is three two as of tonight, uh, Tuesday night. Both, um, both three two, yeah. Both three two, but specifically with the Golden Knights, it's three two right now, and yeah. the series for the most part has been one goal games. We had the four one at the beginning Vegas's way, and we had the four one tonight the Canadians way, which I think we both discussed last week. We thought there would be a game like this. We thought there would be one game where it was score wise lopsided the other way. And yeah, I know I four one we, isn't a huge we lopsided, but it, it's in this series, I would consider four one a lopsided victory. Well, in this series, it's very interesting. An interesting stat is the Canadians have not lost when they score two goals. Basically, it doesn't it doesn't mean that they score two goals are automatically going to win, but it tells you a lot about how this series is played out. In the sense, once one team like scores two or three goals, you feel the game like really out of not out of reach, but basically in control. In 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 the, the way that goaltending is played, the way the defense is played, we'll dive into all that. But basically, yeah, I, yeah. it's it's once a team scores two or three goals, you feel like the game's almost out of reach. See, I don't know. I I don't really necessarily see that because both games have been tied um, at points. You know, tied to go into overtime and uh, whatnot. So my my thing, at least my feeling is about this series is that you know the offense has looked a little well they haven't looked anemic their stat production has been anemic for the golden knights this series um and to me i i don't expect a major breakthrough it's not like this was a one game thing where i'm like ah they're gonna rebound obviously the canadians are doing something right in the way they limit the the golden knights but i feel there will be an uptick especially with them now on the brink and a crazy thing is they haven't scored a single power play goal and while the canadians yeah it's it's part of the canadians like special teams yeah and while their while their uh penalty kill is great you don't expect even the best penalty kill in the world to blank out a team as good as the vegas golden knights throughout in the course of well, an entire series and I so i feel that so i like, personally I, feel they'll get one uh i feel in I, game six or if they force a game seven and that could be a deciding factor game seven wise i think the it, it's part of that i don't see the power play necessarily being a major role as much as i see the way the way the Canadians kind of slow, not slow, not just slowed down the Vegas Golden Knights offense, but they've uh, very much limited a lot of a lot of what the Golden Knights can do. We're going to probably dive into this in a second. I think what really stands out is how only four only four goals in this series have been scored by the Vegas forwards, with Nick Waugh scoring two of them. And this recent game, Max Pacioretty scored a goal. So and. In the in I think game one, uh, Matthias Janmark scored a goal. Uh, but basically, it's very I think it's very interesting how the Canadians have limited the uh, the Golden Knights. Part of it, of course, goes to 
goes to carry a price. Part of it goes to the defense. And, yeah, and because, to your point, I think to your point, I think the upcoming game, we are going to see a Vegas Golden Knights offense try to come out firing, try to come out particularly uh, with an aggressive approach to beating Carey Price because they they have been stonewalled. They have been shut down in the series. So, and I think yeah. there is going to be an extra there is going to be an aggressive attack. We've seen them we've seen them score <clears> from the point. They're not going to just generate point offense. We've seen that happen before. They're going to try to get Max Petretti uh moving with the puck. They're going to try to get Mark Stone in the center. Uh oh. center ice. I see so, them attacking more. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree. I believe they are going to be more aggressive. One thing I want to point out about their offense, whatever, I don't necessarily think it's that they haven't played well because watching them, they look pl- like they play well. They get their scoring chances. Well, they, they look different. With, I will say that because well, you look at what the way they played against Colorado, you could tell there was that extra especially off the odd man rushes. You could tell they had control of the series, especially with their forward unit. And this series, there isn't that same presence that we were expecting, especially against the team that many regarded is less, is not as good as the avalanche, but has been giving them that problem. And that's what I find is interesting. Yeah. So let me, let me get what I was trying to say was I, I feel like, so I do feel like maybe a little bit, but I, I think that comes from a different source and I'll get to that in one second. I do think mm-hmm. they've gotten their chances. The chance numbers are actually pretty even. It's when they've gotten their chances, they've been pretty great chances and carry prices come up with great stops. But what I think has ultimately been a huge factor in their ability to overall throughout games, sustain pressure and stuff is positioning. And what I mean by that is, in the in the neutral ice in neutral ice they have had one or two guys play perfect positioning granted it can burn them and it has points and whatever and led to the defenseman scoring and stuff like that but like i saw one play tonight in the last couple minutes where it was a great clear up that would have uh by the golden knights that would have led to a two on one um and essentially it was one guy for the Canadians was right around the center. And one guy was further back. If the puck would have gotten another foot or so, it would have been a two on one. But what happened was the player was in the perfect position to essentially jump up (laughs) full, like high jump and knock the puck down. And I've been seeing that a lot throughout the series, not just that, but like their positioning in the center in central ice with one or two guys in perfect positioning to get those quick like lob passes that Vegas loves Vegas loves those quick lob passes that lead to odd man rushes. And they, because they have very good defensemen at placing those and the Canadians. And I don't even think this was the thing the Canadians did in either of the two previous series. I almost think it seems to me like this was a scouting report thing. Like they're often tossing it up opposite ice so from left defense to right wing, and that gives an opportunity in the middle. I think the Golden Knights need to adjust, maybe do some of those passes up the same wing, which makes it harder well, for teams to to get in the way of. Or I think they need to be a little more tactical about their entries because I do think the Canadians have been playing that positioning really well. Um, I think this is part of – everyone's talking, and this is kind of what's interesting thing is a lot of everyone's talking about Philip Deneau 
and it kind of he's kind of one of those people that like everyone's pointed to this great defensive forward and not just Philip Deneau, but the entire Canadians uh, forward unit is playing very well on the defensive end. And I say, and what that it kind of leaves, it kind of, it forces Vegas's hand offensively a little more when you consider how, uh, whether it be Corey Perry or uh, Philip Deneau or their young line, which is basically creating turnovers that they're able, that they're able to, once Vegas establishes that offensive zone presence, make it more difficult for Vegas to find the scoring opportunities that they, I mean, they're getting shots on that, but they're They're also, they're also getting the scoring opportunities. They've been pretty even most of these games, um, which is weird to me. (laughs) I mean, it's interesting considering that. Yeah. The Canadians you would think get like would get 20 opera, 20 shots on that in a game compared to Vegas getting 30 or 40, but it's not, I mean, it hasn't really been the case as much, but also, oh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect that given the Canadians team, that's not what I would, I would expect them to be pretty even in shots or whatever. It's just, I think Carey Price has been doing very well and he's given up some of those, those defensive goals. And that's why we see most of the goals of the series yeah, have been but, weighted that way. Yeah, but this is this in close, in close, he's been unbelievable this yeah series. This, this series and this playoff run has been a testament to how good carry price really is and how it's it's hard to it's hard to count the canadians out whenever carry price is in the net and yeah it, it, it's been remarkable to see how he's shut like made offenses like feel like drained at the end of these games like Vegas, Vegas winning a three-two game in overtime or two-one game in overtime. It feels it feels like they scored five goals in that game, even though they only scored two or three because how how well Carey Price has played. And it's just well, maybe I don't know. To- it's actually to me, I've seen a bit of the opposite. It looks like the third periods throughout the series have the vast majority outside of game three, maybe have been Vegas. Um, a lot of it has been the Canadians starting faster and Vegas having to claw their way back. Um, Cause I think outside of game one, the, you know, most games they've been playing from behind and the Canadians, it's a very hard team to play from behind against. And you saw this in the avalanche series. Also, they played from behind a lot in the avalanche series, but, Philip Grubauer isn't as good of a goalie and neither is the overall team structure and the way they played. I think the team uh, defensively. That, is, that's, that's what I'm, I think. That, that's what I meant. The defensive, the way their team as a whole plays defensively yeah. is not as good. And so it was easier for the, for Vegas to make up points against Colorado. And I don't think they have nearly as much leniency there in this year as I think now it's a, one maybe two goals we can make up late in games you know in the third period and i think it's, that's it's harder also because it's hard seeing them pie, like it's hard seeing them beating carrier price that many times and it requires it requires great movement on the offensive zone to get whether it be a shot that gets redirected you really need a beat carry price and it's it's something that they have to they have to adjust for offensively and that's what, and the, the series has really been like, has really been like a lot. You get to lose opportunities, but Carey Price can shut them down. He has to really yeah. be challenged, whether it be a cross ice pass, executing cross ice passes, or shots on redirections. But 
it's it's been it's been a tough hill to climb. It's been a tough hill for them. And another thing, another thing that that I want to point out. Well, conventional wisdoms wisdom usually says glove side is the weakest point on cross ice passes. I don't think so when you're talking about Carey Price. I just don't see it. Like we've seen more of their goals when they come from cross ice passes coming going the other way from right to left um, and going blocker side with it. Um, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but like, well, I mean, so, so they, but like another added effect to this is I I agree. I think it's like very tight. I think the next game will also probably be a one goal game. I don't see another blowout one way or the other necessarily like i i thought all these games would be rather it close is, because of style of play all five games have gone under the total which doesn't really say much i mean for betting whatever it's its own thing but the total set at 5.5 or five goals per game every game has scored five goals or fewer it's been a defense it's been a defensive Honestly, struggle for every teams. game every game has had five goals except for game four um yeah so moving on a little bit because game four, Robin Leonard played and he held him to one goal. I personally do not take merit in this. I, I don't, I, I know he's a good goaltender and I personally see tonight as Carey Price's worst night. A lot of people are going to say, no, nah, it was game three because of that mistake. I don't think it was his mistake. The puck took a weird bounce off the board and came I mean, straight at him as opposed to going to his left. He had a good, he had a good game. Otherwise it's not like it, you can make that one mistake. Yeah. And it's similar. Similarly, Carey Price will make one or two mistakes, but that doesn't define yeah. him having. So I don't, I don't really think, I don't really think he's had a bad, I don't think he's had a bad game um, this series, except for tonight, I think was his worst. Um, I personally believe their first goal, I think it was on the breakaway that he stopped and then was followed up while I think that was also the job of the defender should have been there with the follow-up guy. You're talking about the first goal of the game. Yeah. The first goal of the game tonight. That was, that's an example of also forwards playing defense, which is just like it. It's a thing that like, yeah, it really, it's really part where Vegas, like you expect him to be on his man taking him out of the play yeah. and he just got caught napping. so so i the initial whatever the guy got the shot on it and he blocked it and he blocked it well it was a great shot yeah. great move great block the follow-up guy is where i personally i'm putting some blame on flurry for granted i do think his team should have been able to do something about him and he shouldn't have been alone flurry well, I mean, kind of getting yeah. after in, the, in the stop after the stop like the initial stop mm-hmm. flurry froze not like as in he froze but like he he took more time to readjust and re whatever because it wasn't like an instant bounce off pads tip in it was there was a good second second and a half and he was Mm -hmm. still sideways on the ground when the shot came in he might have been handcuffed because i think when when you look at when you rewatch that you're thinking as a goalie whether either a he wants to dive and freeze that puck or b he needs to re position himself to make the redirection safe the, the puck, and i feel the, 
I don't think the puck wasn't close close enough. That was the thing. He was he like. Well, I think initially he probably thought it was, and then we realized it was too far out. He has maybe to I, maybe I don't know. But even if that is the case, so that's my thing. I thought that was a mistake, but it's whatever. Yeah, they have him. Whatever. It was still a good play by by the Canadians, and I just I thought tonight was his worst performance. We usually see about one a series from Flurry where it's like, eh. but I mean, even even on that note, I think. In this in this game, we really saw a Canadians team offensively that is tested fluttery in the sense that they're getting those goals off the redirections and off and off movement, where they're forcing Carey Price to make a save on 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 the on on a, on a one time or on the on the pass where he has to reposition himself and make a save in the reposition. So even in his worst performance. We allowed four goals tonight. It really well, felt he like allowed three a lot goals of those goals tonight. What? He allowed three goals tonight. The fourth yeah. was an empty net shot at yeah, the last that. 30 uh, seconds. It's And that kind of spe- also speaks to how close this game really yeah, was. It really but. was. And not for a I, – I, I know one, I only was able to see – I saw most of the game. But, like, Flurry uh, yeah. Price had one amazing save at, like, six minutes left in the third and if they would have gotten that goal that would have been two goals in the third period and most of this third period was controlled by by vegas i think it would have it would have given extra steam to those last last five six minutes and i don't we don't know what the outcome would have been the outcome is what the outcome was i mean it kind of speaks to carry price like devastating offense but that's yeah but that's a different thing i guess the big picture is flurry had his worst performance but even in that worst performance you see it was close yeah so i guess i guess that's the big question is moving forward is who starts robin leonard or carrie or mark andre flurry who do i think i guess you'll go first who do i think their start versus who i think they should start might be different well, I mean, um, the question I, is, I think they definitely should stick with Flurry. I, I do. It's his team. It's his whatever. I think they should stick with Flurry. And I think this, they did this once in the last series. They, they added Leonard in for a game and it was weird. And I don't know why they did it. And they did it here and he got the win. Props to him. He got them that win in game four. But like, I don't. I think you've got to, because if, here's my thing. If you put Robin Leonard in game six and you lose, your fans will not be happy. If you put yeah. Flurry in game six and you lose, they will understand. And that's my thing. And that just leads to a view of the two goalies is I think most people are going to tell you Flurry's a better goalie. Leonard can have a night, you know, and he did the other night, but Flurry's a better goalie. And so I think when the chips are down, you've got to stick with Flurry. I don't know yeah. if they're going to panic though. I kind of, I, yeah, I, you, for every point, I basically agree on the question that I was thinking about is what is worse starting Robin Leonard and him getting lit up. And then you, everyone's questioning, why do you put Leonard in or you start flurry and flurry gets lit up. Likewise, if either goalie plays well, but basically if either goalie gets lit up, what looks worse and Leonard. I think it's starting I think Leonard. Leonard and looks more worse. and more, more importantly is Flurry has been the goalie they've 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 they they got were, them here. He yeah. got them here. 
He got them. He played. They rode him the regular season, rode him the playoffs. He's the goalie you're going to win with and probably the goalie you're going to lose with this year. Yeah, what, I mean, that, that's whatever. my thing. I think they've got to live and die by flurry now. Yeah. So, if you want to throw in one game a series, fine, but you don't do it in an elimination game. I think, so, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, game six. Uh, and then uh, you're hoping you force this game seven. I guess I see it. I see it being see forced again. So I see them forcing game seven. Um, the series have been very back and well, back and forth yeah. throughout games. Even it, it's been a very tight series. And I don't think, I don't think Vegas is going to lay down and die like a dog. I don't, I, I think they're going to fight. And I think as opposed to some of the other games, especially the ones they've lost, they're going to come out of the gate better. Um, than they than they have. They've come out of the gate kind of slow. Like a lot of, if you look at it, a lot of the Canadians' goals have come in the first period throughout this series, and so so I think I think they're going to come out better early on. Um, even if the score doesn't necessarily show it, I do think overall the feel of the game they'll come out better early on, set themselves up for a better overall game, and I think they'll win the game. Game seven. Ooh, that'll be a fun game to watch. Tough game, but I, I ultimately see the Canadian, the Vegas winning Game Six, and depending on how it looks, my views on Game Seven can very differ. If it's this, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Could you bring that up? Because I'm looking at the big picture, and one of the things that I'm thinking about is I've, I was leaning Vegas the entire series and I lean on them in seven. And I think they're one in seven. My only question is if it comes down to a goaltending duel, who do I trust more? And right now the answer between the three goaltenders is Carey Price. And it's kind of hard to pick against him. If it's one game, you need that one goalie to lock down. And we've seen Carey Price in game seven earlier. And it's, it's hard. It's hard seeing. I think Vegas wins game six. It's, I don't know if, it game seven, it, which I think if of all the games, it's a low scoring game. That's the game where it could be one, nothing or a two to one game, just very defensive. Yeah, I, I, I see game six being, I think game six might be the only game to go five, above five goals that cover the over. I, I, I think game six could be a, like a four, three game kind of thing, you yeah. know, um, I, I very much do. I, I see I, I see a game that Vegas comes out firing earlier on because I do think something they've done this series that kind of, I think has been not their play style and kind of has hurt them, even though in general, they tend to not come out as fast has been they're more trying to play defensively early on, which to me against a team like the Canadians doesn't seem right. I think they they try to like they try to settle in, particularly with their goaltender, whoever it might be, whether it be Leonard or Flurry. They try to settle into the game, whereas in they need to be the enforcers, which I think is what and, they've been best at. Yeah, and, I, and that's I think the other. That yeah, and that's the other thing. I don't know if that's a good idea to do for your goalies because that's not how, at least for Flurry, that's not how he plays. He plays best in chaos. Um, that that's Flurry's thing is he plays best in chaos. And so I, I think going out there and being, I, I don't want to say hyper aggressive, but being more aggressive than they have been because they have looked laid back early on, especially in first periods of games, even more so like the first 10 minutes. And it, it's put them in holes, not necessarily in points, even though it has been in points in, 
in just the way the game goes, the flame, the way the game dictates, I think they can't let the Canadians dictate early game. I think they've got to take the reins of the game early. Yeah, and I think I think big picture is that <clears throat> I see yeah, you see Vegas coming out fire. It's really it's it's interesting because I think this game, this upcoming game will dictate even if Vegas forces game six, how game seven would play out more like so yeah. I think if they have success, they come out and play more aggressively and they have success, they would follow that up in game seven doing the same almost. You know what I mean? If they don't come out and play aggressive and they manage to pull out a win the way they've done with their other two wins, I think they stick with that in game seven and I think it could be their undoing. But if they do accurately and effectively come out more aggressive, I think they'll be like, oh, we could have just stuck to our play style this whole series and come at it again game seven. So the style of game six, not necessarily the score, but the style of play of game six, I think, can dictate game seven i think it's interesting also is on the note if you're the canadians besides for wanting to win this you want to seal the game game six you want to just take you want to win this series right now you don't want to have to yeah deal with going back for playing a game seven which also again as much as you like you like a goaltending duel duel you don't want to deal with a game seven at all you just want to you want to win it game six you want to shut the door when you have the chance I think if Robin Leonard starts, they're going to be they're going to be try to be the team to get pressure Leonard early on, force him to make some tough saves. They're going to be the team, and that's part of what I'm thinking is it could because we've seen not necessarily Leonard bend and break, even though he did in Game One against the Avalanche, but he's the type of goalie that you want to test early and you want to kind of make him feel like it's his game to lose. And I think that's the other thing. If they play Leonard, I think it's harder for them to play aggressive early on because Leonard is Mm -hmm. the kind of goalie that needs to settle in. And I don't see Flurry needing that as much. And so I think if they go with Leonard, they have to play a little more reserved. Um, While it worked for them in game, in game four, I don't see another game four out of Leonard right now. Um, especially not a game six where the Canadians want to close the series. And they're going to come out firing, I would think. Yeah. So that's why I think you want Flurry in net because yeah. even if goals get scored because you're playing aggressively early on, I think it'll even out. And I think in a high scoring game, um, and I don't mean one sided high scoring, in a high scoring overall game, they have the better offense, even if it hasn't performed as such to late. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I think you 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 you've been riding Flurry the entire season. Whether you want to move with move on from him in the offseason, that's a different question. That's not not. But you really... live and die by him this year. Yeah, this you you're rolling out with him game six and then game seven if you could force that. I think. Yeah, and I guess. So I guess let's let's shift over to the Lightning Islanders. I I kind of it's kind of hard to think about the series without thinking about the recent game. I mean, we're going to look at See, the series I, as a whole. I would ignore game five. I, I mean, think this is going to be our, it's hard. It's hard to think about this, this series without thinking about how this series, because watching that game, you really did feel like this. They, they took the air out of the, not the air out of the arena because they were at home, but like, they really just, they, they, they controlled the game yeah, from the start but and they controlled it throughout and they almost I don't, controlled the series. Yeah. I, I see. I don't see that at all. Um, 
If it would have been a lower scoring game that looked like that, yes. I think because of how lopsided this game was, I think most players even in their head are like, ah, just throw it out. If it had been a, let's say, 4-2 game, but looked like that, you know, because well, those mean, games the happen. Just could not score. It wasn't. It, it was just a bad game. Yeah. For for throughout the lineup, it wasn't. I, so it, a four, I don't I disagree, would... but that's my thing. The way it went down is that's my thing. If you had a closer score but the same feel, I think it affects the series. But just being completely blown out, it happens. Not super not often. It, it not like like I think a blow I think four nothing would have been a different story. We would have been like, okay, this this is a bad game that happened. This see, I I disagree. I think four nothing would have been worse for them. Long run, long run. I think I think the I think as the much as you want to say throw it out, it's kind of hard to to look at the series and say, oh, like the Islanders can really bounce back. I think they will to an extent, but I don't. It's hard see, to see. It's hard. It's hard to see the series in the context without looking at this eight nothing game especially when i think about these two teams in the difference between how how well one team is built and how and a few team being a few pieces away which i think we're we're uh, seeing also maybe i i don't know and this this i think stems from our disagreement here stems from our view of mindset a little bit because i personally know that the way I would feel and the way that a lot of players have talked about is when something like this happens, it's almost in their own head. A we from the start couldn't do shit. And so, okay, throw it out. We know we can play. We know we can beat them. We know we can play better. We have this series, you know? So I, I think the extent of it actually, I think there's a point where it goes from we're feeling good to we're feeling bad and comes back around when it's so drastic where, and, and it's different. So if you told me this was a game one and then it happened again in game two, big blowouts, it's like, okay, then they just feel like they can't compete. But well, happening mean, in a game five after every game. Last season was a bit different because last season was an 8-2 first game and it felt like, okay, let's throw it aside. Let's just play a tougher series and then the rest of the series was competitive it was one score game so so i think that can happen and that's why i said and a game two i think you're like okay they're just significantly better than us but having four games where you've been neck and neck you know even though you know uh three out of the first four games were one goal games and one of them was a two goal game i i think in their in the players heads it's almost like even subconsciously, it's eh, it's whatever. It happened. We know we can play better against them. We know we can limit them. We've done it. This one game doesn't change that fact. And so I, mean, I personally see them coming out, and I do actually see them coming out playing harder because they want to avoid that happening again almost. And so I think it's well, yeah. those th two things combined where I see the Islanders winning game game uh, six and I could see it being the most lopsided win for the Islanders this series I could see being a 3-1-4-1 kind of game for the Islanders I think I think to reiterate and this is part of what I'm what I I think is misunderstood it's not that the lightning won eight nothing it's how they won the game which kind of shows you some underlying things that they've exposed kind of like similar when the Islanders when they were scouting uh whether whether it be Tristan Jari or, or 
Dukaraska now Andre Vasilevsky. The Lightning has the Lightning found found some things in the Islanders game that they've kind that they've went to the well on and they've so, exposed numerous times. And I don't I don't I mean so I think I think the Islanders game six is going to look different. But there are a few things that stood out which I think have have favored the Lightning in this series as a whole. Yeah. But their, I don't think their... you can re- – that's my thing. I don't think you can rely on it. I think it's an outlier, and I think to re- – I yeah, think much closer I to think, the – I think you could rely on pressure in the offensive zone, which is something they've really t- taken advantage of throughout this series, not just in game five. And that's something that I don't think the Islanders have had an answer for, and it's something I wonder if they could figure out in game six and game seven if they are, are to force a game, game seven. There was something like that. There's some also likewise puck movement and the offense's own the lightning established their puck movement. They haven't had that. They've cut off passing lanes, which I think has been a has been a big factor in this series. That they that's why they partially why the Islanders can limit this these games so, to low scoring games. But one, one of the they, they've kept going to the well on certain things, and they I don't they, know one of the one of the big things is the Islanders defense to me. It, it had a bad game. They had a bad game and it happens. And that's I my mean, thing. Goaltending did too. I'm not, yeah. I would just, but for, for that, from that perspective, I say discard game five, eight, eight goals, barn burner defense had some bad pucks, not the, the bad pucks bounced their bounce. By, didn't bounce by and large, by and large, the Islanders defense has been able to limit, um, Pretty yeah. much everyone but Braden Point. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, yeah, Braden. I mean, Braden Point scoring on a goal streak. I mean, Kucherov is is still getting those, uh, racking up those assists. Yeah. I mean, so I I don't know the whole. I think it's what two to two to one games basically three two games, uh, except yeah. for the recent game. So I, but that's my thing. I think, I think it's possible we have another three two game, or two one game. But I don't see that. But like, like I see that as a possibility. But I don't in my head. I don't envision that happening. I envision, honestly, the best game out of the Islanders and the worst game out of the Lightning. Well, I don't think the Lightning are gonna take, or they're not gonna take any. They're not gonna rest on this game. I think one big thing. This is kind of on the overall perspective of the series. I think we've learned is that this isn't the same Islanders team as last season. Whereas last season, you could tell that they were, they weren't prepared for the, for the lightning. They weren't ready for a, uh, to win, to win the cup or compete for the cup. And this year they are, they have that team. I think there are a few things that, that kind of stand out because, and this is kind of what I think about is the, a lot of games have been low scoring, which I think you'd say would favor the Islanders and the series, the whole has been a low scoring series, but the results haven't shown they've won two games uh, and really game four, you kind of, that almost went into overtime without that Ryan Pollock save, uh, which I mean, was a block shot that saved the game. And I kind of wonder like, where are the Islanders going to generate offense? I have a few ideas of where they will, but I think that's the question is how are they generating Keep offense? mentioning how they're going to generate offense, but they've been doing it. They've been getting it. They don't have a big name where you can point, oh, that's where, but they have as a team been generating Well, I mean, goals. they scored, I think, four goals in the last three games, if my math's up. 
mean, my math's probably off. They well, yeah, yeah, they scored four because they lost one game eight nothing. But like, I in the way this series is and the way this series is going, I I see this being a three one game, um, a three two game. This next game, maybe even a four one game. But here's my thing. Here's where my view, I think, has changed. Where I thought if it went to game seven, it was the Islanders series. I now think it's the Lightning series to lose in game seven. I thought, but like, I figured, at least I felt, even though game six is the one at home, and I definitely think they're going to win this game at game six, and I think it might be the most convincing win this so far, this series. There's just something in my that's telling me like some instinct that's like, yeah, and I could see either team winning a game seven, but I would put the odds more toward the lightning winning the yeah. game seven. Um, I'm still picking the Islanders to win this series because I picked them early and I'm not going to change that now based on the way things have gone. Like but if you were pick Vegas, yeah. still to stick to Vegas. But but if you're going to tell me in that single game seven, who do I think wins it? Mm-hmm. I think it's one of our, these three, two games, possibly an overtime game. And I think it might just come bounce the eye, the, the lightning way. Well, I personally am still going to say the Islanders are going to take it. I think if it goes to game seven, which I think it will, it'll be a much more, uh, I think the odds will slightly favor or should slightly favor the lightning. So I think, yeah, there's a few things that I'm looking at and thinking about. So I think game six, for example, for, for, for starters, I think the Islanders are going to find the, uh, the ways to test Vasilevsky as they did in game four. I think they will, they will pile on the goals in game six. I think they win four. I think they'll win game six, four, two. I think they're going to come out oh, firing, but also. So, okay. So, okay. But particularly the, the light, the Islanders are going to, as they've gotten low shots off Vasilevsky, they're going to try to get odd man rushes on the, on the boards, along the boards or on the wings because the the lightning of the lightning is what's what's interesting is they've kind of stuck to the same game plan where like we're gonna give you bad we're gonna force you to take bad shots and if you take those continue to take those bad shots we just trust Vasilevsky. I think the Islanders are going to are going to try to win on those odd man rushes to get better to not just get a bet better shots but just test keep uh getting low shots on Vasilevsky. They're gonna pile on the goals I think in the game. Then moving forward for game seven, so the, yeah, I, is a different I, thing. Yeah, I think they'll pile on the goals. I, I could see four two. Um, I don't yeah. know why I didn't mention that. I could see four two. You said three um, one. I, I think I, I, I said three. I said three one is what I honestly think is probably the most likely. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe four two because do I think uh, Varlamov is gonna keep the Lightning to one goal? It has happened in this series, so I, I don't think it's impossible, and I do think he has a rebound game. Well, I think to the point, I think this game is – the Islanders are going to play a more aggressive game. They know they need to kind of make a statement in this game. Not not They need to win, but, like, they, they're going to try to win this game early on, and I think they're, they're going to play more aggressively, whereas 
I think they've kind of been very stagnant in the sense they want to make it tough to, to find offense, offensive opportunities for the lightning. They try to, they made it, they made it a defensive series. I think they come out a bit more uh, loose in this series, in this game, they come out more aggressively uh, and try to, and try to pile on the goals in this game. And that's why I think, yeah, four, that's why I would think like four, two game. Four, four, two actually, I think sounds, my thing is, I think the three goals from the Islanders is more likely than four. Um, well, I mean, but I do, just... I do think it will be a two goal win. I, I do think they will win by two goals, whether that's three one or two four two. I think it's, it's one also, of those. Also possible an empty netter. They get an empty netter late. Yeah, it could be a yeah. I think, I think this is the this is the. A type of game where they would feel confident they have a one goal lead in the last two minutes putting their fourth line out there to ch- just to create create those turnover turnovers which the fourth line has been doing all season and then trying to find that empty net goal for for me when see I that's my thing i don't see them winning by two because of an empty net goal i see them winning by two outright I mean, either like, way I yeah think. but but like but that leads to a different style of game that's the empty net goal, that's a 3-2 game that you got the empty net goal. I feel this will be a 4-2 or 3-1 game kind, yeah. kind of deal. Like, play and the way it looks, I think they will win by two goals. Or it would be like 3-1, the empty net, they would get make it 4-1. I mean, yeah, I hear I, I, I hear. I think that's – I think the, the Islanders are going – it's hard to say like, oh, put the, put together the best performance, saying like, oh, have they been slacking off? No, they've no. been playing very well. I think they're going to play – this is going to be the best game we've seen of them, especially this could be the last game in the Coliseum. If they, lo- if they lose the, if they lose, it is the last game in the Coliseum, and if they lose game seven, it also would ha- subsequently be the last game in the Coliseum. I think they're going to – they're, they're going to – they're going to play their best game of the season, not necessarily – uh, they're just gonna. They know. They know what they did wrong. I mean, it's not like it's not like. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was glaring, obvious mistakes. It wasn't a you're clearly outmatched kind of thing, and that's yeah. why I felt it's a almost a throwaway game in that sense. And I think I think for me for Game Seven, this is the kind of like the last point. I mean, I picked both series to go Game Seven, so I'm still gonna stick to that pick. I think. Uh, I mean, I picked the Lightning to beginning of the series. I think when I when I watch more of the series, I really am giving more. I have to give more credit to the Lightning defense. And I, I mean, Mikhail Sergachev is really. I mean, I usually a lot of people like to point to Victor Hedman. He won the Norris Trophy, and he's the best two one of the best two way defensemen in the game. Mikhail Sergachev has really caught my attention. Like the way he's creating these turnovers, the way he's the way he's played on the. Uh, the ways improved, not just in the playoffs, but since uh, last season. I think this is this is his like big, big Found playoff accomplishment. Run. Yeah, I, accomplishment. Yeah, playoff. Lost the words for that. And then like, I really, I, I, it's very hard to beat Vasilevsky. And I think if it comes down to Game Seven, I, I don't know if the Islanders can find enough goals off Vasilevsky in a game. I mean, they they know how to beat him. Get those low shots. Try to get try those, to get the second. I get the dirty shots. Pass. The yeah. yeah, the second chance shots. They know how to beat. And this is that's part. Of, what's very interesting is they know what they need to do. 
the problem is with is getting those is getting those plays to work because i mean you really have to saw i yeah the, it's it's really not an easy like saying it's his weakness does not imply that it's an easy weakness to exploit yeah. Um, it's a very difficult weakness to exploit, and that's why he's a very good goaltender who had a, a had a almost Vesna uh, level season. Well, I mean, he was the finalist. I don't yeah, know if he's going to yeah. win it. I, I don't think he'll win it. I, I his save percentage is point nine three in the playoffs or something like that. He's allowing two point oh four goals per game or two point oh five goals per game goals against average. I mean, it, it's not just that; it's the defense. The defense that they've set up is one that says like we're going to give you we're going to allow you to shoot tough angle shots but because you're shooting if you shoot from center ice you have to shoot top shelf that's Vasilevsky's strength if you're shooting from the wings you can get those little shots but it's tough angle you Vasilevsky can cover most of the net on those shots and they've allowed they've built their team around Vasilevsky's strength and their defensive strengths which is controlling the center of the ice defensively and forcing you to forcing you to just really adjust and it's it's really made it's really made it tough to pick against them and and that's what I, I see a game seven being a two to one game or a two nothing game even where they could just rely where they could rely on their game plan and for dare the islanders to make and not just make adjustments but went when otherwise that's kind of what i see so the way I so I definitely see them winning Game Six. The way I would see them winning Game Seven is what, you're talking about the Islanders or the yeah Lightning? the Islanders. Okay. I definitely see the Islanders winning Game Six. The way I would see them having to win Game Seven is almost like thinking overtime. Like you're gonna if you're gonna win this game, you're gonna have to push it to overtime and beat them on a you know make a good defensive play because that is your team. Your team is defensive oriented as a whole and get that oper that, uh, that odd man rush opportunity in overtime to end it is the way I would see as their most reasonable way to win a game, win game yeah, seven. Yeah, yes and no, because I think as part of, part of that is true where I think they will try to establish that uh, odd man rush and try to get, maybe Barzell or Jean-Gabriel Pajot uh, skating the other way uh, to uh, on the Lightning. I think there is, the other thing that does come in, in handy is their play, their defenseman scoring from the point or getting a good shot. Ryan Pollock has four goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's the other thing. I, in a game seven, I could see uh, a shot from the point from Ryan Pollock or Scott Mayfield or, uh, even though Dobson getting past getting past Vasilevsky on a redirection, it, that's the other alternative. But it, it doesn't seem likely considering all all that we've seen. I think on on that point, I guess. No, I don't disagree. Um, I think our biggest contention was how to view this game five. Um, but ultimately, we both agree game six. We think is going to be. The yeah. Islanders, obviously, it could we agree go. On the series too, I think. I think the series we agree. Uh, so based I, on how it's played, I still think the Islanders will win the series. I do. I actually believe they'll win the series. 
I'm what I meant when I said the the Lightning have the better odds in a game seven is if I were an odds maker, I would put the odds on the Lightning. But I I personally would pick the Islanders. It's their game. It will be. It would be their game to lose. Yes, it it would be their game to lose, and that's my thing. Um, I would give them that edge. It'd be at home for them. I'd give them that edge of almost like a percentage point or two. Well, also you give the edge anyway, just because, well, besides for them being the better team of the course of the season, you'd give them the edge based on whether you like to evaluate history or whether you like to evaluate. um... So um, all those factors, I guess. So, yeah, but like I'd give them a statistical edge in game seven. I personally do believe the Islanders would win game seven. Oddly, what's what's really it's I would have if if another team would have lost eight nothing like this, I probably would have been more inclined to discredit them. I one of the things that oddly is giving me more credit to the Islanders or allowing me to keep the Islanders in this conversation is their coaching staff, particularly with Barry Trotz. I think that. They, there will be that's another thing i don't know how i completely forgot to mention it i was thinking it but yeah that's another thing the way their coaching staff is going to respond to this as well is yeah. is a thing that i think will matter uh, and um barry trotz's teams are very disciplined you have a game here and there where things go completely off the rails but they're a very disciplined team, and I don't see them now because of the one loss completely losing that discipline, and that's why I will pick them to win ultimately because I think they're more disciplined, and I think that will matter in Game 7. That's often what matters in Game 7s is the discipline, and that's why I'd pick them. I just give the odds to the Lightning. Like I will in no way be like, ah, oh, it's definitely going to be the Islanders to win. I'll be like, nah. Well, I mean, but... <laughs> it's a tough road to climb anyway for them. I mean, tough road to attack, to drive, go down. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to lean Lightning. I think, and likewise, I guess I have the same, you, the way you, you're picking the Islanders right now is the way I'm guessing I'm going to pick the Golden Knights. I think that, I mean, as much as like, I re- it's hard to pick against, the Canadians right now, yeah, I'd see them climbing out. I could see them climbing out the same way. Yeah. So I guess I guess it should be an exciting game six and game seven. Uh any other closing statements that we have or no. All right. So I guess uh thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh please like our show and thank you very much. I hope we hope you enjoyed.